Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, and as someone who goes to the movies quite often, I thought it might be worthwhile to share my list of movies that just didn't meet my expectations. And this is not to shame any movies, it's just more so to highlight from, from a storytelling perspective why something didn't resonate with me. And because I'm always curious like why something doesn't work, whether for me or other people, and so I can learn from that, especially as a filmmaker, but also as an artist in general, I think it's worthwhile. And so for that, for, for that reason, this is not to be like, these movies suck. No, it's to say, here's why they missed the mark for me specifically and perhaps other people as well. Okay, so here is the top 10 list of movies. And, you know, I've given it an order overall, but... Um, you know, it in the end, it is a little bit arbitrary, you know, but I'll, I'll give reasons why I put things where I put them. So starting at number 10, a movie that I was excited to see this year was Glass Onion, which is the follow-up to Knives Out, uh, a Ryan Johnson movie star starring Daniel Craig as this detective. I am a big fan of murder mysteries and thought Knives Out was just brilliant overall. And so I was looking forward to this one. Well, unfortunately, it just... I thought it just got too campy and too silly. Um, you know, its characters were too surface level, unlike with the first one. Um, you know, I thought the first one, even though it has its silliness, it was grounded in this truth and reality um, of our own world, whereas this just just didn't have that. So, um, and I, I, I thought there was too many conveniences in terms of the plot and so forth. So unfortunately, it didn't live up to my expectations in that regard. Now I know other people like it, so you know, that's great. But for me, it just didn't hit quite as much. This next one probably will surprise a lot of people as well. But uh, the Batman, you know, for me, I thought, it was working pretty well for the first two and a half hours. More so probably like the first two hours and then it really started to get repetitive and then the reveal of what they were going after happened and then it just it just really went downhill for me from there. And what it culminated into was very disappointing. So it's, it's a really well-made story. Um, you know, like the technique on display of the cinematography, the sound design, the score. Uh, you know, Robert Pattinson as Batman, I thought, did a great job. Um, but just the story left quite a bit to be desired from me. So, and I know I'm in the minority on that, but, you know, for me, it just really missed that mark. And hopefully, I'm excited for what could come. And so, you know, I hope the second one is an improvement upon the first one. But we'll see. Next one up is The Invitation. So this is a horror movie about, you know, this, this woman who gets invited um, to her, like, quote-unquote new family that she discovers through, you know, 23andMe or whatever one of those DNA kits is. And there she meets someone that she starts to fall in love with and, you know, kind of supernatural elements begin from there, right? And I won't spoil too much. And 
from a trailer perspective, it's like, okay, this had some promise. You know, it could have really gone somewhere. And unfortunately, what ended up, ended up being just fell flat over, overall. It wasn't really scary. It wasn't really clever. Um, it took too long to get to its premise. And then ultimately, once it got there, it didn't really amount to much. So um, sadly, you know, a lot of lot of promise, but didn't live up to it. So that's the invitation coming at number eight. Number seven uh, for me is the follow-up to the movie X, which is called Pearl. And I was excited for this movie. You know, I really loved X and Pearl um, is this is this kind of like prequel, if you will, to the character within X named Pearl and kind of her origin story, if you will. But the issue with it was we're just always kind of taunting what we know we're trying to get to. And so it just takes so long to get there and and once it does, it's like, okay. So it just doesn't add anything new for me. And um, so I was, I, was, I was disappointed because of how much I actually really loved X. So um, that is Pearl, which okay, overall, a lot of these I know I'm in the minority on because I know many people who actually really loved Pearl and in fact thought it was way better than X. So, you know. Agree to disagree, if we will. Number six, Armageddon Time. This is a movie that was very personal um, to the, the the director and you know just the filmmakers in general. It takes place, you know, in the in the past in New Jersey, and it's about this Jewish family and. It tries to do too much. It tries to be a story about uh, class and racism, but it really doesn't do anything new or interesting. And it just hits the surface level of each of these. You know, not that it not not that everything has to like do something brand new, but it just was all very surface level. And I, I ultimately I, I also the two main characters who are you know teenagers. I didn't care about them whatsoever. So it was it was a tough one to really watch. Just I, there, there was no investment for me, which is a shame because of how personal the story was trying to be. And maybe it was one of those that, you know, was a painful experience to look back upon in terms of writing it. And therefore, you know, certain things were shied away from. But like, if you're gonna tell a story, that's, that's what you, you need to go to those depths. Unfortunately, I didn't feel it did. So that's Armageddon time. Um, very, the trailers look promising, but unfortunately in the movie, uh, it didn't live up for me and I think for quite a lot of people as well who have seen it. Number five is 3,000 Years of Longing. So from the director who did Mad Max Fury Road, here comes 3,000 Years of Longing. And this seemed like a whimsical, fantastic, sort of, you know, genie movie starring Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton. And, you know, it's only like 
90 minutes, realistically. It's, not, you know, maybe like an hour and 40 tops, give or take. But man, it literally felt 3,000 years of me longing for this movie to end. It's just was so, so boring. Nothing was happening. It was just people lecturing each other, um, which is a shame. Like, it could have been so inventive and, 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 you know, and some people enjoy, like, the first two-thirds, maybe. You know, they, some people enjoyed that aspect of what I, I thought was a big negative. But a lot of people will point to, like, and then the movie just kind of ends. Like, it ran out of steam with nothing to say. So even the people that did enjoy the first two-thirds you know, we kind of agree that the ending didn't live up to anything. And for me, unfortunately, also the first two thirds didn't do much for me either. So it was just a, a triple whammy in that regard. So it's, it's quite unfortunate because it was a movie I was looking forward to. Um, it's a shame. Number four is the movie Men. So this is a movie done by the same director who did Ex Machina. Um, and, uh, you know, just a really, uh, he also did um, Annihilation, right? Um, just just a really good, good director overall in terms of the sci-fi space. Now, this one's horror, so perhaps I think that's where he went wrong. But it's, from the previews, it looked like, you know, this was going to be something really masterful. And I think it's too on the nose, too didactic. Um, slow and gets into like I applaud the big swings in this movie because it it certainly takes some big swings but unfortunately you know in term going with the baseball analogy like it was a swing and a miss and it was multiple swings and misses so which is a damn shame so that's men um, just yeah it's sad didn't live up. Number three. This is Damien Chazelle's latest film called Babylon. Now, it tries to be a three-hour epic about Hollywood in the 1920s, going from the transition of silent film era to, you know, talking pictures. It attracts multiple characters. It had an $80 million budget, and it recently, literally just recently came out the time of the recording, you know, that I'm doing this, but it does, it just falls into that thing of like, movies are great, um, type of stereotype, and the the madness behind it all, it's like, it's all worth it, because the magic of the movies, and we love making movies, like that, at its core, what it's trying to be, and if that's what it's trying to be, it's way too overly long. And then it also tries to be far too much and never has a clear goal where it's going. And just the fact that it's three hours long, like at a certain point, you feel like you, you think the movie's literally over and then it fades to black and then it fades back up and you're like, oh my God, there's more. And then it just keeps going and going. And as much as I was already like very frustrated with this movie, then it like gets to its ending ending and man, I was just infuriated by it because it was so unearned. And the fact that, you know, they got the budget that they did to make this like, you know, you can see like all these movies have craftsmanship behind them. 
it's just the stories they lacked. And that's a central theme of, you know, this entire list, unfortunately. And yeah, Babylon just didn't bring anything new to the table. And I think rather than just tell me why movies are great, show me, you know, um, I think, I think in general, Hollywood should probably get away from the business of making movies about movie making because it just doesn't seem to be adding anything new. Like Sunset Boulevard, I think is a wonderful example of doing something different. You know, even Empire of Light this year, um, while it didn't make my top 10 list, I thought it was a wonderful film about the power of movies, but it didn't like have to outright say that. It just how it affected the characters was enough. Um, so yeah, it's just Babylon, unfortunately, did not, did not impress me, sadly. Number two, uh, Don't Worry Darling. This was a movie I was so looking forward to. And then you see all the press about it, you know, before it's released. And you're like, okay, well, that's crappy. Um, but at least, you know, I can see the movie and, you know, make up my own mind and, you know, to hell with everything else, you know, the behind the scenes making of, at least they'll have something that they can be proud of. It really missed the mark. It, it tries for so long to be clever and withhold this piece of information. And then when it gets to there, it's like, see how clever we were the entire time. And it's like, okay, great. But what does that mean for the characters? And from there, it goes nowhere. You know, it tries to be, and once once that reveal comes, it's it's derivative of so many other movies, and it just falls flat. And and and, and you know, many people they enjoy it up until that reveal, and I'm like, well, you know, the reveal really should have been the first act, like act one climax, you know. Um, and then the movie should have continued. And so, of course, I had a problem with the entire movie because, you know, uh, like, once that happened, it's, it's, it's not... The problem wasn't that, that the reveal happened. It's that it, it, it didn't have its inciting incident in the right place and so forth. Like, it was, it was just a storytelling structure mess. And I've, you know, talked about it at length um, in terms of spoiler discussion, if you want to check that out. Um, where I really get at why it just didn't work. And it, I know it didn't work for a lot of people. So it's quite unfortunate. And I thought, you know, Book Smart, like, that's more of a lane in terms of what Olivia Wilde, I think, would be great as a director at, you know. Um, not that she can't step outside of, like, just one genre, but this wasn't it. This wasn't it. An honorable mention is Jordan Peele's Nope. You know, Jordan Peele overall has been great, but, you know, I think as his trajectory of movies has continued, he straddles that line between allegory and metaphor versus actuality. And sometimes that line becomes muddled in its own way within the movie. And so Us, you know, wasn't as tight as Get Out. And then now... Nope, I think, further continues that where it's like, okay, it tries to be literal, 
but then not. And so it's neither. Um, yeah, I think everyone had a lot of high expectations for it. And for some people, it really worked. You know, there's some people who really, really love this movie. Others didn't. And the reason I put it on my honorable mention is because overall it didn't work for me, but I also didn't hate it. Like, it's, a, you know, it's weird, like, because I'm straddling that line myself in that way. All right, so then we get to the number one for me. This is a movie that probably I doubt most people have heard of, but it's called Summering. This came out in the summer time, and it tries to be a movie like Stand By Me, except with, with young girls. But the problem is I didn't buy into their chemistry. Um, there's no indication of why are they even friends like they just seem very bitter towards each other like it, it just tries to be overly self-serious even before like the whole premise just like with stand by me is the idea that like they come across a dead body right and so before that it's like we're supposed to see them having fun in the summertime right like just carefree kids we get none of that and then we get the body and then it just inserts these random moments of like jump scares, like literally, I mean, I'm not the first one to point this out. Like other people have felt this, um, but I just remember feeling it, you know, like it, and the reason I bring it up is because, you know, in the theater, I felt that I was like, well, that's random. And then it just kind of continued a couple of times. And then I saw other people had the same reaction. I was like, okay, good. I'm not alone. Yeah. Um, just, and, and quite unfortunate, right? Um, I, I think a Stand By Me with Young Girls is a great notion. And it could have been wonderfully executed. I hope someone does do something like that. But just summering was not it. So that's my number one movie that just didn't live up to my expectations, unfortunately. But, <clears throat> as I said, <coughs> excuse me, the idea is not to shame these movies. Uh, the idea is to try to figure out why they didn't resonate with me. Now, of course, you might disagree with my list. Some, some of these might be on your list, others might not, but I'm curious to know your list. And I think overall, you know, we can be respectful. Um, I think overall, I mean, I certainly have a love of movies, and I think you do too. That's why I see so many. And, you know, I always try to give every movie a shot, and I try to you know, be hopeful that, that it is good. And so that's why it is a little bit heartbreaking when it doesn't live up to those expectations. Um, and so, you know, I try to get at, okay, well, what about it didn't work for me? Um, but let's have that discussion. You know, what, what, what does your list look like? Comment down below um, and let's see, you know, let's compare notes as they say. Anyway, thank you so much. I truly appreciate you and I'll see you next time.